I'm Tavis Smiley. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Our phone number 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. 1580. If that sounds familiar, it's because it is. That is Rihanna at halftime just weeks ago at the Super Bowl. Our guest in this hour is likely your favorite artist, go-to music director, Adam Blackstone, who produced that performance by Rihanna. Blackstone is the music director behind some of today's biggest shows, the Oscars, the Grammys, The Voice, and numerous TV specials. His versatility and musical ability uh, keeps him on stages and screens around the globe. But Adam Blackstone is sitting down for at least 60 minutes <laughs> to join us in this hour to talk about the musical legacy he is curating. Adam Blackstone, good to have you on, sir. How are you? I'm good, Tavis. How are you, man? Man, I'm great. If I complained, I'd be an ingrate. I am delighted to be in dialogue with you for the hour, and um, <laughs> I thank you for the time, brother. I thank you. I thank you. Let me start by saying congratulations. Nah, I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You go You go first. You go first. What? Well, no, I was just going to say it's a full circle moment for me, man. One of my first television shows was the Tavis Smiley show. I was with Jill Scott, and we did a record, I play upright bass while she sang, and you always show love, man. So I'm super mm -hmm. glad to be here now as an artist in my own right. No, man, I'm honored to have you. Uh, Jill is my girl. Love, love her love her dearly. Uh, um, a funny story I probably told before on the radio, but I'll tell it to you. You'll, you'll appreciate it. So um, Jill was, uh, my office is in Lamert Park. This radio station is flagshipped uh, in Lamert Park here in Los Angeles. And Jill was shooting. Oh, dope. Yeah, Jill was shooting a video for her song, uh, Hate On Me, Hate On Me, Hater. She was in the in the in the area shooting a video for uh, that song, and somebody must have told her, you yes. know, Tavis Smiley's which office, I which I produced. I, that's why. That's why. That's why. That's why I'm telling you this story. <laughs> so you 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 produced the track. It's a true story. So so Adam Blackstone produces the track. Jill is in the neighborhood here uh, filming uh, the video for that song. And um, somebody must have said to her, you know, Tavis Smiley's office is literally like down the street. She said, no way. They said, yes. So during a break in the filming of the video, Jill literally wow. has somebody drive her down the street. She walks into my front office, into my lobby in my building, which I'm sitting in right now, and gave everybody a heart attack when Jill Scott just walked in the door out of the blue, unexpected. Yeah, she's, she'll, she'll pop up on yeah, you. Yeah, so Jill, Jill walks in, and she says, is Tavis, is Tavis here? And they were like, uh, uh, uh. Hold on, hold on, Miss Scott. So everybody starts, everybody <laughs> runs from the front of the building. All my staff run from the front of the building to the back of the building, banging on my door like, you know, something, something, something urgent has happened. I'm like, why? Hold up, hold up. What's all? Fire, what's, fire yeah, alarm, exactly, right? fire alarm, man. <laughs> so I go to the door and I said, "What's up?" They said, uh, "You're not gonna believe this, but there's somebody in the lobby who wants to see you." And I'm like, "Okay, who is it?" And they're like, "You got to see this for yourself." Now my staff knows I don't like surprises. <laughs> I, I don't play that. I, I don't play I that. I was about to say they they made that thing they made that thing dramatic. They they well. they did. <laughs> so I said. I said, "Who is it?" And they would not tell me. They said, "We're gonna bring, we're gonna bring her back." And I'm like, "All right, y'all about to get fired if you bring the wrong Negro back to my office, uh, unannounced." <laughs> uh, it, it just so happens I was in a meeting. He was in town that day, Adam. It just so happens that that, that the brilliant philosopher Cornell West was in my office that day. So Cornell West oh, and I goodness. are wow. sitting there in dialogue, and they bring Jill back. And when I see Jill, 
I'm like Fred Sanford. I'm having the big one, right? I'm, I'm having the big one, Elizabeth. I'm, I'm having the big one. So I, I, I start, I'm about to pass out because, I, I mean, I know Jill, but I'm about to pass out because Jill walks into my office unannounced. And I give her a big hug. She looks over, and Dr. West says, oh, my Lord, is that Sister Jill? Sister Jill? So so it's it's Jill Scott, Cornell West, and I in my office talking. And Jill says, I'm down the street shooting a video, and you and Dr. West should come be in the video. I said, Jill, stop yeah. it. I said, stop it. <laughs> Long story short, I, I told Jill, Jill, I'm not dressed for that. I ain't had a haircut this week. It's not the right time for this. Uh, and Dr. West is like, brother, you must be crazy. If Jill Scott said we're going to be in the video, we're going to be in this video, man. And lo and behold, yeah, Dr. West and I, moment. we went down the street and we shot the video. Uh, and if you look up Hate On Me Hater by Jill Scott right now online, you will see Dr. West and yours truly near the end of the video dancing with Jill Scott uh, on that particular track produced That's by right. Adam Blackstone. That was a great moment, man. <laughs> So there's great moment. What about what about funny uh, funniest uh, Jill Scott story? So now we got that out of the way, and and Adam produced that track. When we come forward, he's produced so much great stuff, and I'm glad I got him for the hour. We started with that piece from Rihanna at the Super Bowl. You heard him say, Jill Scott, I could do this all day long. Justin Timberlake, Janet, run the list. He's doing it for everybody. Uh, as I said, he is uh, your favorite artist, go-to music director, uh, and I'm glad he's on KBLA Talk 1580 for the hour. You're listening to Adam Blackstone. Stay with. Smiley, he's Adam Blackstone, and uh, we are honored, delighted, and thrilled to have him on in this hour. I was just uh, telling J.D., my producer, that uh, our socials are blowing up. Uh, people can't believe that Tabis has Adam Blackstone on this program. Y'all sleeping on me? <laughs> of course I got Adam Blackstone on this program. So, my Adam, these people, are, these people are going crazy that you're on the air right now, man. So, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, they are loving that Adam Blackstone has appeared, uh, is appearing on KBLA Talk 1580. So we're playing a track from your from your most recent project called Legacy, your 2023 Grammy-nominated debut album. And you said earlier uh, that you uh, you know are in a full circle moment now because now you're on this program as an artist in your own right. When we first met, you were playing that stand-up bass for 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 Jill Scott. I remember that performance well on my TV show. She did a couple times, in fact. But tell me about the Legacy project, uh, Adam Blackstone. <coughs> Yeah, no problem, man. I uh, first of all, it, it was very much a labor of love. It kind of felt like to me going through the pandemic, we lost some people. We all, we all, you know, have dealt with that in a very different way. And what I decided to do, man, after losing good friends, and I lost a cousin, and some of my friends lost parents, I really wanted to buckle down and not leave this earth um, full of a laptop of ideas. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I also am so thankful. I'm so thankful to have had done, you know, four Super Bowls and tours for the last 15, 20 years. But what did I really have to leave my children? What did I really have to leave my family that that we could call our own? And so I buckled down for about 60 days last summer, did this album. Like I said, man, really did it for myself. But I must admit, at the end of the process, I was like, wait a minute, this is this is pretty good. You know what I'm saying? And, and um, I really realized the value of um, relationship equity. I have so many A-list, A-list stars, my favorite artists, your favorite artists, favorite artists <laughs> as well on this record. And, and what I realized, as soon as I called them to tell them what I was doing, immediately everybody said yes. And I think that is a testament to what I've been able to hopefully sow into their lives in this yeah. past 
in my in my career and in their career. And we just helped each other, man. And they helped me um, fulfill my dream of making this record and have it be a timeless piece of music. You know, I would consider it progressive jazz, but it's a, it encompasses me. It's soulful. It's churchy. It's bluesy. It's R and B. It's 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 jazz. It's classical. It has a little bit of everything, which definitely embodies who I am to the core. And naming it Legacy is definitely for me to have a timeless piece of stamp. A uh, body of work, not just for me, but for my namesake and for my children's children's children. So it's a, mm. it's, a, it's been great, man. We, you know, got a Billboard number one a couple months ago. We number one on Apple Music, uh, Grammy nominated. Just won an NAACP Image Award for Best Jazz Album. Um, here we are this week at the Oscars as well. So it's it's going really good, man. God is just blowing my mind. Yep, and that's uh, that's why Adam is not in studio today. Uh, he was invited to come in, and we love when people come in to see us. He would have been here, but for the fact that he's uh, he's getting ready for the Oscar show, the big Oscar show. So he joins us on the phone today, yeah, uh, because he's working even as we speak. When you when you describe the album um, so beautifully and all the stuff that's on it, um, when one looks at the artist who collaborated with you on the project, one understands why you described it that way with a little bit of everything in it. Jasmine Sullivan is on this thing. Leslie Odom Jr. is on this album. Jill Scott, the aforementioned. Joe Scott is on this project. Mary, Mary, Kirk Franklin. So when you when you hear Adam describe all that this album is and why he called it Legacy, you get that uh, by uh, me running you some of the names of the great artists who, in fact, are on this project. I was struck by by your by your comment, uh, Adam, that you did this in about you buckled yourself down. You said about sixty days. That seems to me to, uh, a really short yeah, period man. of time to do, do an album this ambitious. Sixty <laughs> sixty days. Yeah, man. So, you know, when we got the last year's Emmy nomination, which was probably right after, you know, BET Awards, end of June, mm-hmm. uh, we decided to throw a little party, uh, Dr. Dre and myself, and I wanted to do a performance at that party. Um, and when I did the performance, that was top of July, and I was like, you know, people are really feeling the direction uh, that I was at that time just pushing forward to do which was like i said the more jazz soul contemporary thing and so it was right then july man i you know bet awards week which is the last week of june mm-hmm. top of july um i went i went in and and, and went hard and did it and, and you know my album came out september 23rd mm, man no that, that's that's a that's a that's a that's a quick project man you think about people like Stevie, I mean Stevie's the best ever, right? You can't you can't fade Stevie. It takes Stevie and other artists years oh, to yeah, push no, projects out, sure. man. I mean years to push out a project. Listen, I, I I get it, I get it, and like I said, man, I, I think that you know it's a little bit. If I could be completely honest, sure. I was untainted by how I needed to be a predecessor to anything that I had ever done before. So I was literally just doing this as a labor of love and, and doing it because the music felt right to me. I wasn't comparing it to anything. This was my first debut as an, as an artist. So it was kind of like, Hey, you know, let me do this for me. And I think that that's something to be said about, you know, the authenticity of the music as well, because, you know, we see a lot of artists today thriving because of who they are and because they're being true to themselves. I would employ every artist out there to just be you. Don't yeah. chase anybody. Be the best you that you can be mm. because it will. People hear the vulnerability. People hear the honesty. People hear the authenticity uh, in the music when you do that. And so that's what I was doing 
um, by not needing to, um, you know, take a long time because it was like, this is what I want to do. I got it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was like, I love it. And if people don't like it, don't get don't get it twisted. I'm sensitive and I'm an artist. Like like Queen Badu says, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my <laughs> ish. But at the same time, when it means something to you, I yeah. think it goes in a different whole uh, direction when it means something to you. You know, we all have our own personal favorite songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That maybe people don't like or whatever. So yeah. um, that's why I buckled down and did it and was very adamant about the, the vibe. Yep, I have had the uh, the honor in my career of talking to a lot of artists um, who had been producing other people's stuff, writing other people's stuff, and then they come into a moment like you are now, Adam Blackstone, where you're an artist in your own right. And as you were talking, I'm thinking about you know Esperanza Spalding. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of Kanye. I mean, I, I, Kanye. Uh, I put uh, put Kanye on. I put Esperanza on, and others on uh, for their first national interviews. For their first national interviews when, when they became artists in their own right wow. after having done stuff for other people. Which leads me to ask how this moment feels for you to have produced all these shows, to have produced all these other artists. And then comes the moment where you become an artist again in your own right. That feels like what? Yeah, I mean, it, it feels rewarding. I guess that's the only word that I can say is like, and it, and it's nerve wracking too. At the same time, mm-hmm. I, I have done stages like the Super Bowl and knowing that I'm playing somebody else's music, but still quote unquote work for hire. I'm doing the best job that I can be and people know their songs. So when I get on stage to play my own stuff, it's a little nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, do they know this? Mm-hmm. They don't like it, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But then, you know, I, I, I put myself in the, in the artist um, shoes and am allowed to be, you know, like I said, transparent and vulnerable with that. Yeah. Um, let, let, let me ask you, um, for those who don't know the, the backstory of your musicology, if I can put it that way, um, how did you become so, so adept uh, in all of these different genres of music? Uh, give me, give me the, the short version of the of the Adam Blackstone backstory, musically speaking. The short version. All right, tell me again. The short version of what of the of the Adam Blackstone musical journey. Your your story. Your your, your father. Your mother. Your, oh, okay. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. The backstory easy. musically. Yeah. Absolutely. Very easy. Growing up in Jersey in church, and my dad was a church organist. My mom sang in the choir. Mm. Um, very much, I would call my dad what they would call today, like a wedding band guy. But back in the day, you know, he he was a one band, one man band that kind of like did weddings, bar mitzvahs, banquets, whatever it took to put food on the food on the table as a musician. Um, and and as I think about it, Tavis, um, he was the first musical director that I saw because he was curating his own sets and stuff like that. Uh, on his own. Um, so from then, it allowed me to have a supportive and a foundation, a supportive home and foundation where it was like being an entrepreneur, it was okay. Mm-hmm. So I credit them for instilling that in me early because, you know, man, back in the day, it's different to be like, I'm going to start my own business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In the 80s and 90s. And so for my dad and, and mom to step out there on faith and do that for themselves allowed me the um 
the foresight to know that that's something that could be possible and that I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, moved to Philly in, in 2000 to go to college, met the roots, and here I am. <laughs> the short version is yeah. them, them brothers changed my life. They my mentors. They my big bros. And, uh, you know, here I am, man. Amir Questlove Thompson has been super instrumental in uh, my development as a musician, my development as a musical director. And, and um, yeah, I'm just thankful for that migration to the city of brotherly love to put me on for what I did. Yeah. One of my first big gigs was 2003's Jay-Z concert at Madison Square Garden as just the bass player with the Roots. But from there, I met Kanye, Mary, Beyonce, you know, um, all of these people who I've forged relationships with the last 20 years. And so, you know, it's always one of the other things I tell young, young up-and-coming entrepreneurs in general is that be nice to people, man. You never know when you're going to need somebody or who you run into oh, yeah. 20 years later. That's going to be the CEO or the CFO or that new artist that you are wanting to work with. And so... We all kept in touch from that concert, from that quote-unquote farewell Jay-Z concert. Mm -hmm. He was retiring at that moment in 2003. But um, it turned out to be a success story for a lot of us that were a part of that, man. So, you know, here I am um, now, um, 20 years later, forging those same relationships and, you know, very thankful to be in the number of who they are also speaking about as well. No, I was I'm laughing uh, <laughs> at your comment about being nice to people. I'm thinking of what uh, of what Q told me many many years ago. Q, of course, Quincy Jones. Q told me many years ago. Adam, he said, "Tabitz, be careful who you cuss out today because the person's uh, the person whose face, Facts. yeah, the person whose face you get in today and cuss out." Uh, may be connected to the behind you have to kiss tomorrow. <laughs> so <laughs> you cuss them out to their face today. That's deep. And you may got to kiss their behind tomorrow. So be very careful about who you're being uh, uh, unkind to in this industry. Uh, and Q told me that years ago, but I've, I've never forgotten it. Let me, let me ask you this question because I'm fascinated by this, Adam. Um, it, it is the case, and I, again, I've been honored in my career to talk to so many people. It is the case, though, when you talk to artists of a particular generation, black artists now, of a particular generation, you just know you know the church and the influence the church had on their musical journey. That's not so much the case these days. It ain't, it ain't so much the case these days that these young artists uh, who are on the charts today necessarily have church in their background, that their music is influenced by growing up in the church. You're rare in, in some respects in that regard. So talk to yeah. me briefly here about the influence that the black church and playing in it uh, has had oh, on man. your musical journey. Huge influence, man. One of the things that I speak about is being prepared at all times in the moment. And, and in church, we would call that in the spirit. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But as I, as, I translate that to, as I translate that to pop music, you know, working with the likes of a Kanye or working with the likes of a Rihanna, working with the likes of a Jill, mm -hmm. where it's like they love to be in the moment, right? And so church really prepared me for those type of moments and stages to just know to trust my gut to trust to trust the spirit you know not to get super deep but like mm -hmm. to just to trust that what i'm doing in in that moment is the right thing to do musically and so that has forged me a career in this industry because it's like adam's gonna follow me adam's gonna go with me adam's gonna if i if i venture off and do something different, 
you know what I'm saying, uh, musically that was other than what was rehearsed, mm-hmm. Adam has got my back. And a big part of that is coming from church and being in the spirit and being in the moment. So that's one of the foremost things that black church has taught me and, yeah. and I've applied to, um, you know, my career yeah. in, in pop music. He has quite the career, uh, and it's the, uh, a career that is uh, budding uh, with each passing day. You, you hear him on his cell phone right now because he's literally in rehearsals, uh, in prep for the for the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when we come forward in a moment after news, traffic, and sports, I'm going to ask him what he's rehearsing exactly, uh, what uh, he's doing on the Oscar program this time around. We'll talk a bit more about his album Legacy uh, and a great deal more of, uh, to talk about with Adam Blackstone uh, vis-a-vis this laptop of ideas <laughs> that he has. You're listening to Adam Blackstone on KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Tavis Smiley. He's Adam Blackstone, and you are listening to a beautiful track. I love his take on it. It's called, as you well know, I'll Be Seeing You. And I'm going to let Adam Blackstone tell you about this track. Adam, talk to me. Man, this is one of the ones that means so so much to me and to the project Tavis um I was called by Stand Up to Cancer originally uh incredible incredible work um in our country who supports the research for cancer and looking for a cure and they introduced me to this lovely young lady Simone Bozeman who had a story to share and as we know uh now her husband the Honorable Black Panther Chadwick Boseman uh, passed, had passed away of cancer. And this was her first time sharing her story, and she wanted to do it through song. And she chose me to tell her story. And this is what we came up with, man. It's been a very powerful moment in our world, uh, losing such an icon, a historic black figure at such a young age. Um, his story resonates through our young people and through the country and through movie screens and all of that and i was just honored to partner with his lovely wife to share this song and um give people hope through the music Um, beautiful 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 work uh adam blackstone um what thank you so much man please that that thing hit me what what do you um what do you make of the fact that you have been blessed i think i can use that word with you without proselytizing. Um, mm-hmm. What do you make of the fact you've been blessed to work with so many great artists in your career? Man, you know, that that's a question, Tavis, that such a great question that I don't know if I have been able to take a step back and really fathom mm-hmm. <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in the current tense. I think that one of the things that keeps me going is knowing that there's always another level that God has placed in front of you and that God is allowing Mm. you to go to. Yes. So no matter who I've worked with in 2003, it being Jay-Z, if I would have told myself, this is the pinnacle, stop now, I would not be here today being able to exclaim that there's more in store. Mm. And so... I I think that, you know, looking at who I've been able to work with, looking at who I've been able to impact, um, is just a testament to, um, number one, good music and good character driving the relationships 
in this business that I've been able to forge and also them inspiring me to see that they're not at their pinnacle either in that moment. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, if this, if, if, if Janet Jackson in 2008 and nine is still working this hard, who am I to not work hard (laughs) or harder? You know what I'm saying? When Mm -hmm. she's already established, if Justin Timberlake and Jay-Z are, you know, going on tour to create new fans, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> In 2013, who am I to say that I've done all that I can do and this is just the end? If if I look at somebody like a Jesse Collins, right, who is now, you know, is doing his third or fourth production of the Super Bowl and winning Emmys and stuff and knowing what he has in store for 2023 and 2024, if I look at that inspiration and, and, and see how hard they're working and where they came from and they're still working hard, I have no choice but to go just as hard, man. So the caliber of people that I've been able to m- meet and, and, and work with, they all just inspire me. No matter who the name is, no matter how many accolades they have, I've been my my biggest blessing is to see them still grind. Yeah. See Kanye still grind in 05. See Jay-Z still grind in 2023. Mm. Spitting arguably, you know, one of the hottest verses on God did when he don't have to rap no more if he don't want to at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seeing somebody like Jill Scott go on tour 23 years later from her first album and 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 create a a legacy no pun intended um that is still 20 more years in the making to come so it's those type of people who i'm blessed to have had encountered but that also inspire me too. Yeah. as you as you're talking adam two things come to mind we uh we were we were fortunate and honored and blessed frankly to have les brown the great motivator the world-renowned motivator les brown did a yes. month-long radio residency on this station i i called les and asked him to do a one-hour show every day during the month of February and just download our people with the motivation they need to make the most to maximize this moment. He was dropping bars every day, right? But there are two things that come to mind um, when you were talking a moment ago about if they're working and grinding this hard, you can do no less. I take that. I receive it. Uh, The first thing that came to mind was uh, Les saying to the audience that the best ideas in the world can be found in the graveyard. The best ideas in the world can be found in the graveyard because too many of us go to our graves with good ideas that we never did anything with, number one. Number two, uh, let's say to our audience that a job is that for which you get paid. Your vocation, your calling is that for which you were made. Your job will get you paid, but your vocation, your calling is that for which you were made. Let me write that down. Let me. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm, I'm raising those because I'm bringing this thing full circle to the bar that you dropped a moment ago when you talked about not wanting to die with a laptop of ideas. That's your way of phrasing uh, the same thing, that same point that, that, that Les yeah. made. I love, you, I love your take on that. You don't want to die with a laptop of ideas, which leads me to ask if I could break into you, if I could hack your laptop right now and see the ideas <laughs> inside the laptop, uh, what would I see that you can man, tell me about oh, with, without giving away any of your secrets? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no secrets there, man. I've tried to work with any and everybody over my career, man. I got unreleased songs, you know, from the likes of Mary Mary mm. to Justin Timberlake to Jasmine Sullivan to Kim to Jill 
to Tim McGraw and Faith Hill to wow. Kane Brown <laughs> to you know uh, it's, it's 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 the gamut goes really really crazy yeah. um, and so that just inspired me and and and, it, and it's I, I do let me be clear I don't quote unquote own that music it's sure. music that I worked on with these artists but mm-hmm. what I will say is watching them all continue to put music out and let's just say these songs don't make the cut or something like that Mm -hmm. that lets me know just right there how hard they're working to still put out other music you know what i'm saying yeah and so with me and they've blessed me to do you know work on my project and my projects and stuff like that it's kind of like hey man you have the tools you have the gems you have it tangible in your hand just go ahead and let it go oftentimes as a creative and as a perfectionist, which that word is so, you know, um, uh, juxtaposed because we, we can't be perfect at all times. But as mm-hmm. a perfectionist, you know, we think about the outcome of people's um, opinions on what we're doing. And what I realized specifically, again, Tav, is going through this pandemic is that tomorrow is not promised. Oh, yes. And then also give people to give people the choice and the freedom to tell you that they do or do not like something. If you don't ever put it out, you're taking that freedom and that choice away mm. musically and mm. creatively. Mm. So uh, I've been a catalyst to put out this music and for people to receive it. I'm so thankful that I did it. Um, it's a gift and a curse because yeah. now they're looking for more. And oh, so, yeah. They always. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> yeah. Now they, they all. You... I know you're thankful. They they they, they always they always want more. They they always want more. And as you were talking, we'll continue when we come forward, according forward in a second here. But as you were talking about that laptop with all that stuff in, I was thinking, I hope this brother don't lose his laptop, ever lose that laptop. And I was thinking that because I once had a conversation with the great violinist, my dear friend and brother, uh, uh, Josh. Uh, we were talking about Joshua Bell. Uh, about uh, he came to my TV show one time and my radio show for that matter. And he was he was in, in a strange sort of mood. And I said, what's wrong? And at the moment, he had lost his Stradivarius. Joshua Bell plays a Stradivarius. Wow. And he had lost it somewhere. And the whole country was looking for this Stradivarius that Josh Bell had misplaced somewhere. Uh, and I just don't want you to ever misplace your laptop with all that richness in it, we'll continue our conversation with Adam Blackstone when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. His name is Adam Blackstone. His project is called Legacy, Grammy-nominated, and um, that track features his son. So you're you, you, you bringing the family in the business, Adam Blackstone, I see. Oh, absolutely. He, 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 he owed me. He owed me reparations. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. That's not... That's my that's my boy, man. My my namesake, um, my 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 bestie in my head. Um, yeah. I prayed for him before he was even here, and um, he's blessed me so much to be just just the man that I am. I'm inspired by him daily. He's such a creative. He's such a musician. He's such a great actor. He's such a historian at his young age. He's just he's just. The, the most innocent and blessed dude that I know. So I'm, I'm thankful to be yeah. his father. You took, you took some, and I know he's thankful to be your son. You, you took, you took some risk 
uh, on this project. I mean, it, again, there's there's so much on this legacy project. You work with everybody, but again, now an artist in your own right, you took so many risks on this project, as I see it, because there's so many different things on it. What made you know or believe that an album that was that mm, musically ubiquitous would actually Vast. work? Yeah. Yeah. I I think if you know me, Tavis, and mm. we, you know, we've we've crossed circles and musically, sure. and I think you know that I've I've been the guy to do and play and sing and say everything, mm-hmm. and this is a vocabulary for me of my life. Uh, I'm a church boy, so of course my first track I want Kurt Franklin praying over my album. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wanted to establish my jazz background, so the second track is Leslie Odom singing the Sinatra tune. You know what I mean? I wanted to, you know, show the array for some of my favorite friends and artists like Queen Latifah. So, of course, you know, 50 Years of Hip Hop is here, but also, let's remember, that girl sings down and can swing with the best of them. Mm -hmm. So it's like we have a tune on there, back on the strip, that me and her are duetting. Um, I, and, and in the same light, I wanted people to know from Jill Scott, from whence I came as well, that at, at the great poet and singer that she is, she got bars. Mm-hmm. Don't ever get it twisted. So she's, uh, she's rapping on my album, you know what I'm saying? Doing something unlike, you know, her, you know, yeah. who is Jill Scott type of, uh, vibe. And then the list goes on and on, man. Um, Mary Mary singing, singing swing music, you know, gospel tune, but in a swing sense. Um, having, having, um, excuse me, John Schofield on there as an mm-hmm. instrumentalist, you know, who's been so instrumental in our fusion jazz. And I listened to him growing up through school and all of that. And, you know, having everybody from James Poyser, Quest Love, DJ Jazzy Jeff, Jasmine Sullivan representing my Philly roots, my musical roots. Um, it just it's just so much. And yeah. then some of my other favorite artists who the world may may not have been super familiar with, Lawrence Elise, the Baylor Project, of course the great Simone Bozeman, um, mm-hmm. who we just spoke of. Yeah. Um and, and every every the last thing I wanna say before I get out of here, but just I'm fans of each and every musician, composer, producer, engineer um, that was a part of this record, man. They all sacrificed their time and was a labor of love. And because they believed in me, uh, this project is what it is. So I just want to, again, every chance I get, man, just say thank you to those people whose names are not on the cover. You know what I'm saying? I say all the time around here that gratitude, as I see it at least, gratitude is the gateway to greatness. Gratitude is the gateway to greatness, and you can hear how grateful Adam is in his expression of love for all those persons uh, career-wise who he's had a chance to work with. In our remaining moments with him, uh, I want to ask him uh, about the Oscar telecast, which comes up on May 21. He's intimately involved in that. Uh, Our remaining moments with Adam Blackstone. In a moment on KBLA Talk. Adam Blackstone is being called to the set. Adam Blackstone to the set. He's on the uh, Oscars set rehearsing for the show this Sunday, uh, the 12th. I said 21st. It's the 12th. This got my uh, got my numbers turned around this Sunday, the 12th. Um, so I got to let Adam go mm-hmm. right quick. Uh, to my mind, Adam, uh, and I say this with all the love in my heart, to my mind, you are this generation's Quincy Jones, and I love Q uh, because Q is a renaissance wow. man. Has done a little bit of everything, not unlike Adam Blackstone is doing these days. I close with this question. Uh, tell me about the Oscar telecast. At least what you can tell me, sir. 
Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, I was blessed last year, 94th Oscars, to be the musical director of the entire show. Uh, this year, I am um, focusing on one slot, and that's for my girl, Rihanna. Um, she is nominated for Best Original Song in a movie for Wakanda Forever. Very excited to represent our culture. Very excited to represent Chadwick, uh, Ryan Coogler, Angela Bassett, and all the many, many incredible actor, actors and actresses in this movie. This song speaks volumes to um, an immemorium type of moment that um, was powerful, not only in the movie, but in our world. Uh, going through what we went through with this pandemic, knowing that we will see our ancestors again, knowing that legends never die. We are going to continue to lift them up in all that we do in our everyday actions. And when we play this song, uh, we are going to really, really try to do our best to exude those sentiments. Super proud of Rihanna for being um, nominated, for being, again, a a new mother again. And... um, these are the moments, Super Bowl, Oscars, these are the moments that legacy is built on. And uh, we can't take for granted that this may even happen again. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to live in this moment. We are going to continue to lift up um, the people that we lost, but also know that we are going to hold them down while we are down here on Earth. And so that's what we're going to give off this weekend. You a bad man, Adam Blackstone. I love you, brother. Thank you for your time. We'll do it again, sir. All the best to you. Uh, much love, Tavis. Listen, I just want to thank you as well for everything you do for us as a people and for the radio and for television over the years. Thank you for giving us a platform, my brother. You already know I'm a phone call away. Whatever you need from me, I got you, bro. Love you back. Appreciate you. Have a great show this Sunday. You will see Rihanna on the stage this Sunday uh, at the Academy Awards performing uh, along with uh, with Adam Blackstone. Uh, uh, Blackstone's uh, our production and accompaniment, and we look forward to that on Sunday. Don't forget today, 435, you can uh, start listening to Ariva Martin in real time for your daily updates on the trial. United States v. Mark Ridley Thomas. Jury selection is underway right now to get that case uh, started. Uh, perhaps opening statements in the trial tomorrow, but the jury selection uh, is underway even as we speak. So, again, every day, 435 for this entire trial. Tune in to Ariva Martin in real time for your daily updates on the case. Time now for the KBLA Midday Money Chain. Up next, the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson to be followed by Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts. Old money, new money. Either way, we got you covered here on KBLA Talk 1580. What a great show. Hope you enjoyed all three hours. I just happy as much as I did back here tomorrow morning. Lord willing to do it all over again, 9 a.m. to 12 noon. Until then, thanks once again for tuning in. And as always, keep the faith.